everybody, welcome to the football cast. Today is me, Rocco, and I am finally back from COVID. It's been a very long week. I've been a bit sick, so we are back to recording podcasts. Um, and today we start off with Chelsea versus Manchester City. We've just seen the game finish. It was a great 1-0 win for Manchester City. And also North London derby breaking news. So that is coming in this episode. So remember, do stay tuned. And if you do enjoy, please do remember to subscribe and follow because it does help me make more content right so we start off with the Manchester City versus Chelsea game and in my opinion this was this was too easy for Manchester City really because they're such a strong side and we know what they can do we know what they're capable of doing we've seen them do it before we've saw Chelsea just sit off it was a very negative performance we know how good Tuchel and his team are so I don't know why they sat off that much um, it, despite not having all the experience that Manchester City do have, they, you know they're very, very good side. Obviously, Malang Sarr, he's a very good player. He's come into the side for the past two Tottenham games, and he's got his self a start. So, you know, it does show that Chelsea are a good team, and they do need to trust themselves in the big games a bit more, just like they did against Liverpool this time. They did defend very very well for the first half um, but it was just too negative they've got a good team they should be going out there they've got they had a better bench than Manchester City they could have put some players out there so that's why I got a bit confused with this Chelsea versus Manchester City game Chelsea weren't really putting the effort in as they should have Uh, a great goal from King Kevin if you, it's just a brilliant strike. If you do want to see, I probably will put some highlights on the website. Obviously, it's a new website. Don't just go to the old one. Um, and there is also going to be a news report by the time this is out. So go over there. Very good place for information and stuff. So also, I move on to the goal. It was a very nice strike from Kevin De Bruyne, about 25 yards out. There's nothing you can't go wrong with it, really. It's just such a nice strike when... You know, the, play, the, the player, he's a very good player. He comes off the outside of his foot very nicely. It's swerving. It's right into the top corner. It's the best goal I've seen this weekend. It probably will be. Um, so that is the Chelsea versus Manchester City game. Sort of in a nutshell. I'm going to dive into it a bit, a bit more now. So when I saw the Chelsea lineup for today, I thought they would go quite attacking. Obviously, with the wingbacks, they really do play quite well and high. Really next to Pulisic and Ziyech. And obviously, displayed on most lineup websites, they say that Tottenham Hotspur and Chelsea both play the 3-4-2-1 or 3-4-3. They actually play a 3-4-3 with very, very wide wingers. So that is what really helps Chelsea. They they can manipulate as well because they can play central atta- attacking midfielder. So that is why it's a very strong side and it's it's a that's that's why they win games and they're three at the back. Tuchel has revolutionized, same as Conte. Um and also when I when you see the Kovacic and N'Golo Kante playing, you know, they, there's nothing you can go wrong with. They're the two they're them two. They're the best they're, the, they're some of the best midfielders in the league. They're the best midfielders in the league, I'd say. Kovacic and Kante, that pairing is very, very good. It's, Kovacic is better than Jorginho, to be honest. Um, when I see Kante, he is a very, very good defensive player. He's always running up and down the pitch. And when you when you have a player 
like Kante in your team, you can rely on him because he will never fail to actually do a very good job. We, his stats are crazy. Uh, uh, even at Leicester, his stats were crazy. That is why he's such a key player in this team. And without him, they would no, not be anywhere near where they were. And then you have a look at the home side. Manchester City, the winning side's lineup. They don't even have a striker in their lineup, And that just shows how good they are. They were playing Phil Foden up front, a 17-year-old who is not a striker. And they still managed to win 1-0. It is, you know, it's appalling from Chelsea, really. To think of someone... I know they did play quite well, Chelsea, but... You know, it's, you've got to hand it to them for... You know, you've got to hand it to them. It's Manchester City's win, and they did deserve to win, but Chelsea should have played better. Phil Foden up front is not the right striker to play. You should be playing Gabriel Jesus. Um, you shouldn't be playing Jack Grealish, is my opinion. I don't really like him as a player. He's not very good. Obviously, nothing against him personally. Um, and then the midfield is just the best midfield in the Premier League. I said Kovacic and Kente are very good. I, I actually take back saying that they were the best in the league. But I think I think those three, Silva, Rodri and De Bruyne, are the best midfielders in the league. Because they're just so consistent week in, week out. They're always getting onto the ball. They're always really working hard for the ball. De Bruyne is so good in the attacking situations. So is Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva carries the ball. So does Sterling and Grealish. De Bruyne passes the ball. So does Rodri and Cancelo. So that you can, when you look at this Manchester City team, you really see the link-ups. You see why Pep Guardiola's done it. So, for example, on the right-hand side, it's Walker, Bernardo Silva and Raheem Sterling. Three players who are extremely good at carrying the ball up against some of the weaker players in this side. Hakim Ziyech, Marcus Alonso and Malang Sarr. So you can see why he's done it. It's a very, very good tactical choice and then you look on the left hand side it's players who can really move the ball Jack Greenish also carries the ball but Jao Cancelo's passing is very very good De Bruyne's passing very very good because he knows that the right hand side of Chelsea is better than the left hand side of Chelsea because they just they just are Pulisic and Havertz and Timo Werner are just better than Ziyech Alonso and Saar so and and obviously Rudiger's better than Malang Sarr, so that is that is why Pep does it. There, it. There's no secret to Manchester City having basically won the title right now. Thirteen points on the table. Yeah, that's that's the title one. The matter of fact is how many points are they going to get this season? There's no secret to me. He's clever. And he's thinking about his opponents and he's thinking game by game. He's not thinking, right, let's make a system. He's thinking, right, we're going to use our total football. If he's out of position, you cover him. And if he's in position, you stay in your position. And he selects the team because of the opponents. So that's what, And that's what makes him such a good manager. And it's what makes him the best manager in the league. So I'm going to move on to the North London derby. We have heard some breaking news. It is now 3.30 on... Sorry, what? Yes, 3.30 um, uh, on Saturday. And the North London derby has been called off. And I am really, really appalled 
that Arsenal are ridiculing the Premier League like this. I don't understand why the Premier League don't see it. They are clearly being taken advantage of. It is There could not be more words to describe this than disgraceful. They're taking advantage of the COVID situation because they have one COVID case, I believe, within some of the academy players. They have used this so that players like Granite Xhaka and Gabriel, who have been suspended, can play. I'm appalled at this. And it's not just because I think Tottenham were going to win. I don't think we would have. Because we are still missing three players. We did not call the game off. So I think this is ridiculous. And that is what Conte thinks as well. And it's fair enough. I've also written about this on my website. So go and have a look at there. And I've and you can see a more in-depth version of this. But I think that I've heard... And a lot of other pundits have said... Um, you know, it's... It's taking advantage of them. It's, it is. He, they're taking advantage of the situation that, that the world is in right now and that the football world is in right now. And they're saying, OK, well, we'll, 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 we'll use this to, you know, our advantage, you know. Look, we've got one COVID case, like, in the lower ranks. We'll, we'll just call off the game. Xhaka will serve his ban against Brighton or something, and then we'll play this game in July or whenever, when everyone's fully fit. Yeah, this is fine. I don't think it's going to work like that. I think this game's going to be played next week, and I hope it's actually played tomorrow. But I hope, I don't know if they can change it if it has been officially postponed. So that is the end of the North London derby for this year. Um, maybe we'll see it. I, 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 the foreseeable future is cakes with fixtures. Um, Arsenal have li- Liverpool as well. Yeah, they might be prioritising the Liverpool game. Now, I don't want to conspiracy th- theorise this, but I think they might be taking advantage and they're sort of you know, working through priorities of games. So this is what I think about the Arsenal postponement. I think they know they would have lost because they are in a sticky situation with a Bamiyang out of favour having COVID and also at the AFCON. So they've used that as an excuse. Um, players have ex- having suspensions. That's not that's not the Premier League's problem. It's your problem. You you can discipline your players. Your players got sent off. You should be able to you should have to deal with that. Um so it's I I'd be interesting I'd be interested to know what other people think. So I've done a poll on Spotify. If you want to have a look down there, it's I'd you know I think should this game be back on, or should Arsenal get the break? That, that also, if you were looking forward to the North London derby and you could not obviously watch it, uh, there is a podcast that is previewed. Um, that we have that we have made a big big preview of the North London derby, including transfers and predictions and a combined eleven. Uh, the Arsenal versus Tottenham debate. Obviously, I'm Tottenham because Tottenham fan and Arsenal is Oscar, my friend. So if you do want to listen to that, obviously Spotify channel or Anchor, go and have a listen to that after this. And then there's one more point I like to cover on this episode. So the last point is about Newcastle. Are they chucking money at? Are they chucking money at people? Yes, They're, it's a complete chuck of money. 
they are really really be they're 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 pouring they're being poor i i think this is it's it's immature it's like a child who's who wants to get sweets you know it's really unimpressive from what i have seen so far because you you have a look at what they're doing they've signed someone who has a market value of six million pounds he knows he's going to get relegated because he's at burnley and he they've signed him for 20 million pounds they think oh they're weakening their rivals they're not you've just gave them 20 million pounds for a player that's only worth six so and and then they and then they go, and they think they're going to sign they they signed they think they're going to sign that Leal guy i'm i'm crazed at how much they're going to pay for him and this but they were so desperate to sign a striker they should have just waited i know they wanted it for the game today oh, but they're so desperate they should have bought someone quality like Jonathan David or someone like that. Now now they can't buy they can't buy David now. They've already got a striker, so they're stuck with another bad striker. And it's not it's just dumb. Uh, just to let you know, Norwich 2-0 up at Everton. Uh so also one very interesting thing that I will be reporting on on my on my website um is that it is Aston Villa versus Manchester United exclusive episode on the website um and I'd like to talk about Aston Villa and they are becoming a very very beat a bit a beast club they've got Filippi Coentinho they've got Luca Digne all for 20 million pounds and I think that's very impressive two very good signings Coutinho is quality I've seen him in training he's already scored a brilliant finesse goal and Luca Digne is a very very good left back he's proved himself at Everton and Everton looked like they might go down Norwich are beating them 2-0 at the moment so I think Aston Villa have done themselves very very well super well in fact I think you know they have a very good chance of you know, going far because obviously we've seen Gerard is a big pull factor for the sorry push factor for these players. Do they want to move to? Do they want to move to Villa? Yeah, Birmingham you'd move to because of Gerard. It's a good it's a good opportunity for the players to work with a legend of football, and they're and they're going to get game time because it's Aston Villa. And I think this club is on a rebuild. They had a hundred million from Jack Grealish. They haven't spent it all. They've got a good striker in Danny Ings. They've got a great right midfielder Leon Bailey. They've got a great left back now, and they've got a brilliant central attacking midfielder and left winger. What more is that? So that front three is Coutinho, Danny Ings, and Leon Bailey. A very underrated front three, which I'm very impressed with. So this team is only going to go up. And we talk about Newcastle going to be the team that going up. I don't see it. To be honest, I think they, I think the Saudi investment group, if they get and when they get relegated, they're going to pull out of this. And Aston Villa are going to become the next Wolverhampton. Remember when we saw Wolverhampton in their first season, they got top four and it was impressing everyone. I think Villa are going to do the same sort of thing. They've made a great signing in Luca Dino, great signing within Coentinho, so there's only more to come. 
Okay, thank you everybody for listening here on the football cast. I really appreciate every single listen. It means a lot to me. Um, so if you do enjoy, follow on Spotify. I bring the latest updates as soon as they do happen. So remember, keep watching football and I hope to catch you in the next episode.